0: That's patreon.com slash G A M E F U L L Y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. I think we sound great. I we've always sounded great. Yeah, what, that's what true. a what a duet when you and I get together, right? Yeah. <laughs> what a what a celestial song. A music mm. of the spheres, you know.
1: This is definitely going to be a very fun and easy
0: episode. (laughs) I know know it. I I want you to know exactly how I watched this movie, because I think you'll appreciate that part of it. All right. But Uh, first... Oh, sorry. Yes. We should do the podcast stuff, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Hi, everybody. Hi. My name is David Bell. And my name is Adam Ganser. And we just watched Zone of Interest. Interest. Like Wheel of Fortune. Yeah. Man, this is going to be... This is gonna be a dark one. Die herrliche Zeit, die wir gemütlich im gemütlichen Gastlichen Hause
0: hast wird immer mit zu unseren schönsten Urlaubserinnerungen gehören. Im Osten steht unser Morgen, ich Dank für eure nationalsozialistische Gastfreundschaft. Hi.
1: this has a wide release this month which is to say that i i saw this like a month ago i saw yeah. this in like december i watched it again for for this um in a packed theater in a burbank amc mm-hmm. and they cheered for the nicole kidman ad yeah. and i was like guys
0: <laughs> what are you doing
1: yeah what you don't have you no idea what movie you're about to see <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, like
0: don't, we come
1: to this place don't for cheer movies. for it
0: yeah <laughs> first of all this is the same ad for five years we don't yeah. need a cheer for that Let's like, right, just yeah. put that aside you know but
1: yeah them like yeah heartbreak feels good <laughs> in a place like this it's like man it is not gonna feel good <laughs> look at the colors look at the sensations i can't wait <laughs> um i want to hear i, I want to hear how you yeah. saw it, but okay. i also want you to i want to thank you for being oh, on yeah here. yeah my
0: pleasure and My talking pleasure. about
1: this film with me. Yeah. And uh, to plug your, your things, what, oh, you, yeah. what you got going on?
0: Uh, a few things. So, um, as I have alluded to from time to time, Maggie May Fish and I are starting a podcast called Lynchpins, which is uh, a podcast about David Lynch. So, for those of you who like him or would like to like him, this is a podcast for you. Um, we're going to release episodes real soon. We've made two of them, they are video podcasts. I believe they will be available through her Patreon and also on YouTube. So look for lynchpins soon. All um, right. And also my doc that I produced is gonna be coming out sometime this year. I'm just kind of genning up drumming up interest whenever I show Hell up. Hell yeah. Yeah. What's that called? You should see right what it's called. Now we're talking about calling it Sanibel. Um, and I think that's what it'll stick as Santa Bell. Okay. Santa Bell. Yeah, it's real good. I'm really excited about it.
1: Yeah, I'm so. excited about it too. You've told yeah. me about it. It sounds very good. Yeah, it's I've coming seen together. The trailer for it. Yeah, I've,
0: s- I've seen about 70 minutes of a finished cut so far. That meaning that's how much of the movie is pretty close to done. And it's like, oh yeah, this is going to be. I'm, I'm, I'm happy with a lot of it. Nice. Yeah.
1: So where did you see Zone of Interest? Okay, What's great. Your, yeah. So
0: this. So <laughs> I decided this year I'm going to see every Academy movie in the theaters if I can. Hell right? yeah! Like, this is the year I'm going to do that. So I've been doing it right. And uh, this is the one that I just like couldn't quite line up with my normal movie watching friends. So I was like, so I literally in a slack that my church group has, I was like, anybody want to go see Zone of Interest? And I was like, you know, it's a Holocaust film. So be prepared for that. Right. Uh, And then like six people said, yeah, let's watch it. I was like, great. So we all went to watch it. They were all very upset with me at the end of this, like just upset that I had suggested it. One of them said, you're not allowed to pick movies for us anymore.
1: (laughs) Well, yeah, because like church group or any group going to see a movie, unless you're film nerds, you go and you see, you go and see ISS. or You go and see the beekeeper. You see something that's fun to watch with the group. This is, I've seen this twice and I saw it alone both times. It deserves that. Yeah. That's how you're (laughs) supposed
0: to see it. It deserves it. Yeah. So like, it's I just want to be clear like right at the outset they weren't offended by the movie because there's nothing about the movie to be offended by I would it's say It's upsetting that's all It's upsetting and I think more important and now I guess we're jumping into the analysis a bit more important it refuses to do what movies fundamentally do right. which is it refuses to give you an emotional connection it refuses no. to do that like you will it's, not have one That's kind of the point Yes it's, yes, it's it is. even
1: it's shot intentionally um and we'll talk about how it's shot but it's shot in a series of wides right. and even when the characters are having conversations or emotional moments they face away from the camera yes uh, because yes. the movie and it's not like we need this but the movie wants to be very clear like these aren't our heroes we're not right. following them as protagonists in any way shape or form this is by the way for people listening this is going to be this is where i mean we're being very um lively about this this is a bleak and very serious and v-
0: very uh not depressing well yes depressing it's but really a high very... concept is what it is so it like is. like when the, so when i was walking out of the theater again the people i went to see this with wanted to just go see movies right like they're not right. art film nerds which is the right group of people to see this with if yes if, if anyone else so yes. like I explained to them like okay this is like a Marcel Duchamp of a movie right this is a this is a John Gage compo like composition that's what it is where right. the idea is the form of the storytelling and the fact that it refuses to accept the conventions of movies is the most meaningful thing about it Yes actually
1: It's a big part of this which it yeah. reminds me of um Funny Games, the director yeah. who made that, yeah. who very specifically said, I'd never make a movie about the Holocaust. Right. Um, even Schindler's List, to take to take such a subject and movify it, movify it, I'm just going to use that word, to make it a it's Hollywood a thing, yeah. um, is seen as grotesque. And I would argue that Jonathan Glazer, who is the director of this, um, who has made, he made... Um, Under Sexy the Skin. Beast. Yeah, Under the Skin Sexy Beast. And I point out those two. He also made Birth... Yeah, but um, those two are like kind of the the spectrum of movies. Where Under the Skin is is more like a Mumblecore film. It's it's slower.
0: Um, it but also it's, barely has narrative. It's, exactly. It, it's ba- like I'd say that one's closer to this on the spectrum than Sexy well, it, Beast.
1: Exactly. And yeah. I was gonna say Sexy Beast is like a movie. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. And so. He he knows
1: how to make both and he varies he this is as ramped up in the other direction where this is an art piece this is something that you'd see in a museum Yeah, um, so like playing on a loop almost
0: oh 100% uh in fact i think i've seen films not with the same conceit obviously but like trying similar techniques in in art museums like uh yes. so like i guess i like so if you don't know what happens in this movie so this movie's like um, about the family of Germans who ran Auschwitz like they yes, live uh, in a, they live in a house next yep, to it's, Auschwitz.
1: It's Auschwitz commandant Rudolf Haas.
0: Yes. And um, his wife and his kids and her his mother-in-law who yep. all, you know, are living uh, sort of an Edenic life right next to the Holocaust. Uh, And, you know, you hear the Holocaust and see occasional intrusions of the Holocaust in their very mundane lives. And the whole movie, you're kind of just watching the business of having a life next to the Holocaust that's barely impacted by it, waiting for the moment where oh, okay, they're going to have to reckon with what they did or, oh, they're going to lose all this or, oh, there's going to be payback or, oh, they're going to meet a, a Jewish person who changes their mind or guilts them or shows us how evil they are. This movie relentlessly refuses to give us any narrative development at all. To,
1: to the point that, <laughs> and we'll talk about the end more in detail, but it ends with the main character dry heaving and not even being able to vomit. Right, correct. Because um, that is it is entirely... About this idea of how it it's it's not it's basically about like it's at it, it I don't even know if it's posing the question, but it's how someone could just sit there and passively ignore one of the most horrific things happening this movie yeah, um it's a smart will, idea yeah, this movie deserves every award and sound design and sound editing hundred because that was i i looked into it, apparently the sound designer created a 600-page document um, of everything that happened at Auschwitz um, and basically created the sounds of all the things that were happening because we never see anything. So for people wondering, this is a horrific movie. It's a grisly movie, but it is not visual it's not visually showing you never anything really that is much yes yeah that isn't to say it's not extremely upsetting um i want to talk about how this was made real quick for people yeah to kind of understand because the plot is it is just following their lives um he gets a promotion and gets transferred his wife doesn't want to be transferred he asks for his family to be left behind they, they do. <laughs> yeah they and do. then and then that's 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 like the basic things that happened to film this they set up 10 cameras in a house right this was out this was shot at auschwitz yeah i know um, that was yeah crazy. And i know yeah and they they created a replica of the house the the actual house was nearby but it's owned by someone else so they weren't going to shoot in somebody's home right um and so they um i don't know if actually someone lives there it was a private residence so i know um the point being that they um they made a replica next to Auschwitz. They set up cameras and they just—they had no crew, no lighting, be- because for a few reasons. One, it's fucking Auschwitz, so right, it's like right. we're not going to set up a bunch of shit here. Um, there's very few swastikas, I think, for that reason. Um, there's obviously the SS symbols and the uniforms
0: and stuff, but I think they were trying to be as tasteful as they it's, could. It's pretty muted, even on the on the pageantry front yes you know and it's and it's just
1: watching this family almost like security cameras walk through the house in these wides and have kind of a life and there's obviously other scenes where they're shooting and that's clue that clue clear that they like set up and had a crew um but for the house stuff which is the majority of the film it's that with the exception of
0: controlling the light and, like once you put the people in costumes and make sure that the daylight is manageable this is very much a movie you can sort of you could sort of just set up a camera with like three guys and get yep. it they you said know?
1: no crude no all practical li- re- lighting all yeah. natural lighting yeah so yeah and yeah so i assume it was <laughs> it wasn't low budget because the, the sets and be. stuff are yeah. incredible yeah and so the whole movie is that and it's sort of and so the you know the the key to the movie is the sounds. It, it slowly, you know, it's this beautiful location. Yeah, it's it is gorgeous. Very this brook. Yeah,
0: yeah, it you is. You hear the
1: sounds of nature. Yeah, like the first things you hear is a woodpecker, which sounds like gunshots. Yes, but is it? Right.
0: They do that a lot. Yeah. They do. They do that um, a lot.
1: And the the violence slowly kind of intro. Like the first scene where he out he's out checking the canoe because they give him a canoe for his birthday, um, is like they purposely shoot one side of the yard, and you kind of hear a few gunshots, and then it turns and you see the tower, and that it's almost like a horror reveal, but it's so quiet, you know.
0: So like, um, I, see, to me, I think the most interesting thing about this movie is is the structure of it. Yeah, I mean, most people are going to, and rightly so, they're going to focus on the soundscape because the soundscape is where the meaning is happening. You know, what I yes mean? Or like, no. It, I,
1: I, I do think a lot of it's performance and what agreed there is a story being told, and we'll we can, there is a story yeah.
0: being told, a hundred percent. Um, I just think there's a lot of fun ways to skin what the premise of this movie really is. Yeah, because like I think we've described it as events and it is events, but like really it's a premise like it's a high concept premise that you can sort of think of in a bunch of ways. One of them is if you're a filmmaker and want to make a story about the Holocaust, that's impactful. um, Yeah. How do you do that now? Right. I think that's the question Jonathan Glazer was kind of engaging with when he read the novel. This is based by based on which, as I understand it, is somewhat. Um, and I'm going to use this word gently. I hope somewhat evocative and dramatic. Interesting. You know? Like I like I hear the novel. Like there's like interior monologue, and it's very it's very much like soaking in the pain of it. Right. Like it's not right. uh, It's not this. So like I think Jonathan Glazer made a really interesting choice here, and that choice is to assume you know the Holocaust. You put it in. You put it in their audience. You imagine what it is because you already know it. You've seen Schindler's List. You've seen The Piano. You've read accounts of history and understands on a mechanical level several things. One thing is the audience is going to be more horrified in some ways by whatever they imagine than they are by seeing it. And he's right about that. Yeah. Another thing is like by robbing us of the moviness of Holocaust films, you actually feel the horror of it more keenly. The, you yeah, feel the, 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 the realization it, that there's,
1: there's nothing you can do. Yeah, there's nothing, um, it's very hopeless.
0: It's very helpless. It's, very helpless, and it's just happening. You're, you're aware of your discomfort physically, your emotional discomfort, the entire time you're watching the film because it never gives you the music and I could have given you one more like Oscar, Oscar Schindler does. Apparently there was a score and yeah. he said no, no, no score. Yeah, and that choice is really interesting because I think it is a way of doing a new version of telling the Holocaust story from a filmic perspective, you know? Yes.
1: There's, so this is, it's almost like the skin deep part where it's like, just like literally what you're saying, well, there's so many movies about the subject. Mm-hmm. How do you, how do you, how do you tell this story in a way people hadn't seen or feel? Um, how do you feel?
0: How do you feel, feel. It anew? Yes.
1: I also think there's some relevance to today. Um, that he's getting it's not a huge message he's not being preachy but i think there's a little bit about that because it's the story he chose to tell i think is very on un- purposely told this way and it's supposed to make us feel a certain way because yeah. we'll get into the ending more but the ending um for people who haven't seen it and i i understand why people wouldn't want to see will be this most movie.
0: people i think ultimately yeah. will not see this
1: so the end so the movie is as we're describing a series of events and they get slightly more horrifying you realize that um like um the servants in the house are you can tell how stressed they are how everything's perfect you realize of course like they're prisoners a lot of them some of the ones that are in the house she says are locals but it's very it's and and the main i'd say sandra huler 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 Huler, um from anatomy of fall is uh is really really good in this. she's devastating in
0: this yeah you
1: realize she's the wife and you have you start with that question of like what does she know and then you realize very quickly she knows everything Mm -hmm. and she likes it Um, and that's she loves the power she loves having everybody wait on her because they're treated like kings
0: and she very clearly comes from a world where she this was out of her reach yeah Like, you know, there's, there's one key line, her mom, her mom, the
1: line from her mom, right? Yeah. Yes.
0: There's one key line that the mother says about wondering whether or not this woman who is a Jewish woman who she used to clean for is in Auschwitz. Yep. Right. And it's like a very, it's a thrown away line. It's very, it's a, it's like one of those lines you're like, oh my God. But then you realize like, oh, this whole life that her daughters put together that they're sort of like patting each other on the back for is very much like. We're the ones that figured it. Like they think they're smarter than everybody. They think yes. they're better than everybody because they managed this.
1: I. It's in her you know? performance so subtly. The impression I got was that she's acting like a fucking criminal yeah. because what they're doing is a crime. Yeah. They are stealing everything. Yeah. from everybody around them.
0: these people. That's They're correct.
1: pillaging, and there's these scenes where on her face, it's the exact same expression of someone. Stealing from someone and going like, "Well, I deserve it more than you." Right. Like it's that fucking vibe from her, and it's so well done from sh- her performance. Like she's trying on coats and then she leaves, that's the, in the best pocket, one I finds think. a perfume and yeah. is like, "Oh!" And you realize, like, "Oh, that was in there." She didn't buy this coat. She didn't buy anything. Well, she also
0: um, goes into her own room to try on the coat, which sort of again suggests that. It's and a crime. Like, she's in yeah, she hiding. knows she's doing something wrong. Yeah, exactly. You know? Um, yeah. And the th- body
1: language is that yeah. of criminals, yeah. um, but criminals who don't care. And she feels like, yeah, like, I'm getting mine. Essentially. Like, you realize that it's spite. These are spiteful, ugly people. Um who yeah. loves she loves being treated like a queen um she threatens later she threatens one of the servants says my husband i could have my husband spread your ashes is that was essentially a what crazy moment yeah yeah and that's like near the end where you go like jesus fucking christ yeah like she knows ex- she there's no denial there's no self-denial there's nothing there's a scene where her mom wh- who you mentioned Leaves the next day. She realizes how horrifying what they're doing is. Mm-hmm. Um, it's implied, and there's it's a only sequence. implied though. <laughs> <You> <laughs> it's know, only like implied. Never,
0: they never say it. Yeah,
1: which I love. They have a they great show her, he,
0: Yeah, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead, Dave. Oh no, you go. Well, I was gonna, they show her sort of seeing the chimney one night, and she can't sleep. Right, and the chimney is a sight you can never you can never see enough or too much. You know what I mean? Like, it's, they, yeah, it's like, you know.
1: It's like a fucking dragon. Like, yeah. the, the noise and the heat. Yeah. And it's it's
0: made to be as sinister as it truly it, is. As it was. Correct. And so, she's watching it. And you don't. And so, like, this is another thing the filmmaker does that's amazing that kind of contributes to this. You almost never get a close-up in this movie. No, You almost again, never get a shot size the, that is more tighter than a wide shot in this movie. Right. So like, I don't. That's the they filmmaker don't... denying you the human connection, even with the people you're going to watch. Yes. You know, and that's an interesting choice. So you don't know for sure how she feels about it. All you know is she's gone. Then there's a note that's written to her, to her daughter, played by Sandra Huller. You don't get to read the fucking note. No, you she just, just puts it in the furnace. She doesn't yeah. think about it. And then she's that's, furious. She's that's furious, the thing you know? is, I think the movie,
1: because the thing is, is that fuck her mom. The thing is yeah, her mom yeah, is horrified yeah, right. with it but she doesn't stand up to her she just quietly leaves. Yeah. There's this idea that like it, it's she's not nobody in this is portrayed or wh- they don't want us to think of them as a good guy. None of the main characters, none of the Nazis obviously. And so even the mom is like she just kind of is a coward. Like she sees what she, the what she sees upsets her. We don't know why. She could just be like ah, I don't like seeing it, you know? She might not even care. It also um, doesn't that really ma-
0: matter from the point of view of... I think the movie is really good about, even though it's always in the background, centering the tragedy. Yes. You know, like never never diverting from the tragedy, even for the, du- the juicy gossip stuff. Right. Like it never gets far enough away from the tragedy to care about why the mom did it or for it to matter more than being another window into... And then let's see how she reacts when somebody close to her sort of tells her this is wrong even inadvertently and she she reacts like a monster you know
1: yeah any ups and downs the characters go through i think is to show us because there's a part where she her husband doesn't want to be transferred yeah and you're like i don't care about this guy being transferred at all Why are they showing me this but that's kind of the point like he she starts talking about the sacrifice he had to make so they could live here and it's like the sacrifice he had to make um i think it's really it's telling how
0: she doesn't want to she doesn't want to leave, and that's, like, the only emotional conversation in the movie where she's, like, clearly being disloyal to him, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, he's, like, you know, well, we're going to have to go to this new place, that's the deal. And she's, like, no. Because to her, this achievement of living in this, at this lifestyle is the is the crown jewel of her life. Yes. Like, this is her precious, you know what I mean? Like, this. that's what it is. And he... Yeah. Uh, he doesn't matter to her like she would have done anything to get to this place it seems right. it's weird
1: that we're talking about her the most but her husband he's they kind of i mean uh, you know obviously he's a terrible fucking person but they 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 focus a lot on her and her indifference like i feel like we almost I, I don't know if we we don't see her more than him but it's also the performance is so good like the night where her mom is up the baby's also crying yeah everybody's awake but her right she's sleeping like a baby right um and it's nuts like the the the, they they want our blood to boil
0: um watching this this
1: woman and her husband they kind of do
0: but they also want to take that away from you they also want to take outrage away from you and make you sit with it like i think he's doing both things kind of you know the
1: husband it's like he's so bureaucratic is what makes you upset. Like they show them designing and talking about the furnaces. They talk about the loads that they're putting in the furnace. Like they're nothing. Whenever they interact with any prisoner, they don't even say anything to them. Like the prisoner will like bring them something. They just take it. Like they don't see these people as humans throughout the whole fucking thing. Um,
0: Yeah. And also like, yeah, that's true. And that's true of every Holocaust movie in a sense. But, like, he's also just sort of this, like, meek, sort of, like, a little smarmy, but mostly, mostly like a guy he's you'd put- walk by in a hallway and not think about. He's a pathetic
1: little man. They yeah. they kind of they show him in humility, like the the moment they show him in his little bathing suit, it, they're That's they're right. kind of showing him off as like, look at this pathetic little guy who gets this power. Um, yeah, kind of. So and like, he's him not, and his wife love it, you but, know.
0: But again, it's not exaggerated. Like he's not like Eb Farnum from Deadwood, who's like, no,
1: there's no mustache twirling. Yeah,
0: you know? or and there's also no like, oh, you're such a little wuss. Like it's not that either. It's just right. he just feels so run-of-the-mill and so like nothing charismatic or impressive about him at all uh you know just a pure bureaucrat with a very little bit of personality and you're like man this guy did all that and then you like google him afterward and you realize like what who this man really was and you're like whoa right and
1: i it's interesting because i i think they did this on purpose where um his wife they make her say and and just way more of an outward sociopath i think for the ending because at the ending this guy goes to this party and he calls his wife and she's like how was it and he was just like i wasn't paying attention i was just thinking about how the best way to gas these people yeah that was kind of and a weird you realize, choice I like thought. he's well i so i think this goes into what i think
0: the movie sort Great. of about i'm excited i want to hear this um
1: i think it's about two ideas indifference indifference and passiveness um contrasted which with like the corrosion of i i, I the best way to call it is corrosion of the soul watching um and again you don't care about these characters i i want to make that clear but you're watching a family uh, especially the kids kind of the you know the kids who were born into this who you know don't know any other world don't know what their parents are doing is so bad although even the kids they they show yeah they kind of do do. yeah and it's about like this evil and how this evil is corroding them and how they can just passively let this happen i think because like every all the sound design and the way it's shot is like almost like a you know the sound design is a horror movie um and you like the way they start by showing this house, like, one of the first shots is all the lights going off one by one in the house, like a sitcom. Um, and they're showing, like, this is a family having, like, a summer. They show, like, the kid, um, like, two kids making out in the back of the house. They show kids constantly playing, a dog running around. And they all, and you, like, it feels like a, vi- it feels like a memory like like this like little bit. sweet family gathering with yeah. this thing hanging over them um and then near the end there's a few moments where they show the little kid playing in his room and it's like again it's a memory we all kind of have like playing with toys in my room the sun shining in but you can hear them drowning a man <laughs> right and it's like fuck yeah, it's really and you realize band. like this kid is soaking this up and he he's not even reacting to it And then later, his big brother traps him in the greenhouse and pretends to gas him. Yep. Um, And so you realize, like, yeah, this is this this utter like these people just straight to hell, you know? Like, um, yeah. And you're and and, uh, with this like this glaze of indifference and passiveness over the whole thing.
0: It does. Um, It does make you angry. I. I. It does make you angry and grieve, kind of. Like I felt like a lot of like, man like just sort of sad for this this uh that this happened you know what i mean just like i can't like you can't you kind of can't believe it there's a bit of incredible like you know like you're just trying to get your head around it in some ways right you know and i but I, there's there's, I, there's a little quote i think you'll find interesting here so like okay. the lead uh who plays Haas, was interviewed uh mm-hmm. and as they asked him movies take a long time to make you're with the crew at an absolutely cursed location how do you have lunch You still need to have a laugh at work. And his response was, we felt the dimension every day and the responsibility to the victims, but it was chilling to just have a lunch or dinner where we could watch the camp. I was surprised at how easy it was to ignore where you are. I must be honest about that fact. Then I would realize and say, oh, my God, I can't forget where I am. But to protect yourself or to survive, you forget. Yes that's fascinating to me you know that's
1: also on theme yeah. I think that's the theme of the movie yeah because we should talk about the ending so yeah real quick him saying the gassing line i think was the realization of like he it's he would kill anybody at this mm-hmm. point mm-hmm. like that's what it is is he has become he is hollowed out he is just a, a sociopath he's just not a monster. really even murder. whatever humanity was left in him is gone, And I think that's what that line is. It's like he's at a party. All he's thinking about is gassing the people at the party in the most efficient way. I think that's it's, it.
0: I think that tells you that he... Yeah, I agree with how you're saying it insofar as I think that he no longer is connected to people as people. Like he doesn't yeah. see humanity anywhere. No. He, he's cr- he's crushing himself. He doesn't see it in anybody. So the gassing thing becomes like the way his brain works to stay ahead. It becomes his like this is how I, this is who I make myself out to be to succeed in the world. So I think of it all the time, right? right? But his body and like somewhere, somebody in the back of his brain is can't accept that he's become this way, and that's what the vomiting is about. Yes. The dry heaving is like no, but you can't really divorce what you know from from you. But you nothing might comes. Squish out. it. Yeah, yeah. It's not going to change him. Nothing will change him. He's still going to go right. down and do this. But like, yeah, he's descending into darkness in the shot. Oh, it's not even lit. It's like it's another example of like that's not a good shot, except it's a perfect shot. Exactly. You know. Um. So anyway, when he's vomiting, this is probably something the audience needs to know. When he's when he's dry heaving, you're like, oh, what's gonna happen, right? And you, the movie kind of sets up that he might be sick because he has this uh, doctor's appointment, and you're like, oh, is he gonna get cancer? Like, you know, you just keep waiting for consequences, and they don't show up because.
1: And you're waiting for like how do you end a movie like right. this? How do you, you end know?
0: it? Yes, exactly. So he has this dry heaving, you're like, Oh, something happened finally. And then he looks down this hallway and for a pretty long time there's a cut to a black screen with a very small light at the end of it that feels almost metaphysical. Yeah. Like he's looking into assume time this is or whatever. The, the hallway, yeah. Or you assume that he this is death, maybe. You know what yeah. I mean? And what happens is the door opens and you're in Auschwitz like today in 2024 modern and you, day and you watch a series of shots of people caring for the museum of the Holocaust like of Auschwitz with people all this sh- yeah they're cleaning it they're maintaining it and then you know we're watching the shoe exhibit and we're watching the hats and we're looking at the pictures of the people and it's done again in the same mundane jarring way and it's implied he like sees that even like it's sort of yeah. connecting that and then goes on with it anyway. Pretty wild. Uh, It's
1: basically him, yeah, looking to see what his legacy has become. It's the gas chambers he designed being maintained. And and so this is where it goes back into the indifference and the passiveness because what they specifically show are workers cleaning, and these people are at work. And this isn't supposed to say, like, how dare these people work? Like... don't get me wrong, it's 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 people who are at their job, exactly how you're describing this actor eating lunch, right? Is that these people have to go in and clean this every day. And they see it every day, all right. the shoes, right. everything that happened. Right. And they are numb to it. It's also not mundane. For, yes. yep, not for, not because they're evil or bad people, but because it is every day. And because you and have I've,
0: to. You also, because you have to.
1: Exactly. And yes. so it's these two moments of disinterest and numbness meeting across time for two very wildly different reasons right yeah these people who are numb because they have they have learned about this tragedy they've thought about it they've grieved about it um and they have to just do their job and this man who is the complete other side of the spectrum where it's like he doesn't even care about these people. He doesn't see them as people. He doesn't see what he's doing is wrong. He doesn't, He he's a sociopath. He has completely sold his soul. So I think there's a message there about the idea of like, we can't let the scar heal, right? Like we can't, yes, we have to get through our day, right? We can't live every moment thinking about every tragedy that's happening. But it's sort of about our ability as humans to protect ourselves from those tragedies and the spectrum of what that does to us, right? Yeah, I think um, that's
0: right. I mean, like I think part of the like this is one of the rare movies where I think it'll be important that it came out historically in 2023 and four when when anti-Semitism was rising. Right. Like, it'll be important in a historical context way to understand this movie, in part.
1: I think it'll always be important, too, because there's always 100%. something
0: horrible yeah, that yeah. people are doing to each other. But what I mean by that is that part of how you'll view this movie, like, 20 years from now, I think, or depending on, I mean, who knows? Who knows how the future will go? But, like, is understanding that, like, this movie is also a contemporary commentary on how we are slowly forgetting it. Yeah, you know how because we why are wouldn't
1: it, it's going to become so more and more abstract over right. time right that we have no choice but to forget you know it's kind of like you look at young people with 9-11 where you're like wow sure. yeah they weren't even fucking there right um and like 9-11 is not nearly as massive as you know oh no the, the death scale no. and and so like it it's about how yeah like that I feel like the name zone of interest I assume the zone of interest is referring to something specific yeah I think
0: zone of interest is a reference to I looked this up Uh, okay I think it's a a a reference to the actual space the holocaust like the Auschwitz was built in if I'm not mistaken okay yeah that Um, makes sense I forgot but it
1: also plays into this idea of like disinterest of passiveness disinterest isn't quite the word for it but it's numbness and yeah like over time time you know we we are um, more and more emotionally separated from these events um yeah so i do think there's some sort of they're making some sort of like analogy between this man and and the way we can look back and obviously it's not comparing us to this man or like saying we're the same but it's it's showing that like it's the same result you know like no matter what the reason is um the numbness is there
0: yeah it's it's um it actually in some way it's kind of easier it, it's it's a more effective way to to get us to grieve about it afresh you know what i mean like i don't know yeah like, i mean i don't want to no, like, compare this, this, this is and like that
1: bone chilling
0: of a film yeah it really like, that's is. the
1: thing is like it's such it's one of those films that when you first hear about it on paper you're like I don't know. I don't know if that's going to work out. Cause it's like, Oh, let's do the Holocaust from the Nazis perspective. Like who gives a fuck, you know? Um, right. and then you realize it's kind of the entire point is like, um, the Jewish prisoners are barely seen in this only heard. And it's kind of a, it's about that. It's about these people who are erased. Um, and it makes it in even more impactful and tragic. I think, by not showing like people being so mundane over something so horrific. Um, yeah. So uh, I don't know. Like, I'm not, you know, I'm not an expert. Everybody's going to have a different and to be view clear, on that.
0: Like, I just want to, um, I, I just want anybody who's like thinking and watching it to know, like there also isn't really a lot of uh, like, like Nazi war stuff. Like there's, like it's, there's, there's not even the military or, or administrative drama that normally would accompany a film but from the bad guy's perspective like you're not in the brainchild of anybody talking about the holocaust planning it like like there's there's a few scenes that are very bureaucratic uh that you're sort of waiting for there to be personal drama that's the thing is you're waiting for personal drama to happen with these nazis and that never comes like it, it you know um and so like again it's just another way of it's a repugnant idea, as you said, like, let's get the Holocaust from the Nazi point of view, but it isn't even that. Like, it isn't even, even schmalty enough to, like, what was it like for these No, you know, like, you, you could
1: argue, like, um, Downfall is closer to that. Yeah. Like, Downfall, which is a, a film about Hitler in the bunker, it's less, it's more removed from the actual camps, but it's it's way more emotional, and it is showing, like, right. their perspectives more. Um And that movie managed to do it also in a way that I would argue was tasteful, um, in how, what the message was, you know, they kind of depict them as a cult, um, and that
0: one. Sure. I mean, like you can imagine a lot of different versions of a movie that you may agree or disagree with that would be that premise. You probably would never imagine this movie. That's the thing about it. That's so incredible is like, again, because this movie is relentless, like religious if you will about never ever ever giving you personal connection to anybody never you will never have a like a personal connect you'll never be invested in anything you'll never right. be rooting for anything um y- you know you you will it also wait and into- you will wait for meaning forever and it will be taken from you the only way you get anything is when you think about what happened which is great right it's what should happen
1: Yeah, because it also is showing how separated these people are emotionally from everybody around them, um, including their own kids and family. Yeah. And like,
0: like. not that it needs to be this, but it's also like, I think it may even stretch to like, this is a story that that stretches into any situation where one group of people is terrorizing another. And like, what does it take to ignore that? You know what I mean? Like, it it, it is that broad. It's like, wow, you know, like, uh, yeah.
1: What what I l- like that this film does, it never tries to explain what that takes. Right. You never understand how they could do this. Like the whole movie, you're kind of sitting there going like, how could they ignore this? How how could they possibly go through this? Go on with this? How can they hate? And the answer is like, they hate these people that much.
0: Yes, that's right. that
1: Like they're not ignoring it. They just don't care. Um, like they have a scene where she... She's in bed with and they're they're talking about this delightful um vacation they went on, um, like any other couple. And then she says, I think I wrote it down, she says something where she she says like, um, chocolate or yeah, anything. Can you bring sweet, me chocolate? Ugh. Oh, yeah. And what she's saying is, like it's a grocery store, can from the camp, anything you find, yeah, can you grab me that? And then it hard cuts to him in the it's the only shot of him in the camp I believe and you just see it's the, the close of his face yep yeah it's the yep. closest shot of him he's still turned away from us and you just you see the fucking that skull the smoke and yeah, yeah and
0: yeah. the
1: smoke and you hear these horrific screams yeah. that are being cut off by gunshots yeah. um and you see his face just completely indifferently watching it um and so yeah. it's to show like yeah this it's just these, the movie is kind of designed around this roller coaster of taking you from these like mundane family moments to these intense, grotesque moments of brutality um, and showing how these characters are whipping themselves back and forth
0: between them and with not a care in the world. It also, um, it, the movie is also interesting as a kind of Rorschach, you know what I mean? Because like he sort of takes so much uh so much of the in like the indicators that a filmmaker would normally put onto your story or onto your people away that you are filling in uh you're filling in your judgments and emotions in the situation a lot of times which is what oh, yeah. you should do and that's really interesting um but like it's inter it, I, I yeah this this as a film experiment just blows my mind like it just yeah. bl- it blows my mind that a director, understood that taking away the things that filmmakers do was a better way to make this movie absolutely i'm going to think about that for years i you know yeah i do want to talk
1: about we haven't talked about the the black and white stuff the black and white or it's polarized the polarized stuff
0: yeah yeah so i I
1: had to look into it so first i was like is this a dream
0: yeah um what is this yeah and
1: i watched i've watched this film twice and then i looked into a little bit it's it's a subplot it's actual subplot of based off a real person, a Polish girl in the town who is a member of the Polish resistance, who would ride her bike into the camp, mm-hmm. in into the fucking camp to leave apples in the camp so prisoners could find the apples. For, so and later you hear that someone's fighting over an apple. Right. Um, right. It's it's based off a real person. Um, uh it's alexandria is the only uh, name i see here for this young girl who it's um,
0: accompanied by this music by the way that was described in a review i read from the new yorker as like subterrestrial belching (laughs) yeah like it was like the earth is like it's lovecraftian almost yeah Yeah. it's so dark and crazy um it's like the only place there is music too And you're like, you're like, man, what is going to happen to this girl? Like, it's another thing. It's like it makes you think there that's going somewhere, and it isn't really. Other than it's just another look into this uh, that is intentionally obfuscating you from the humanity of it.
1: Right. Well, it's depicted again almost polarized, right? Right. Like it's almost like through night vision. Right. It is Um, exactly like that. Yes. Yeah. There's a couple things about it. One, it seems to coincide with any time his daughter is sleepwalking. Cause don't they? Oh. He finds his daughter a few times. Well, that's interesting. Um, okay. That's why at first I was like, "Is this a dream?" Uh, but then looking up, there's this real. This real uh, young lady who did this um, done in that way. It's almost. I feel like it, it's. I so the daughter. I felt like there was like again. It's like showing this like psychic damage to these kids. Like. Um, and then coinciding with this girl doing this very brave thing. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm still trying to figure this
0: out. I don't like, know it's what almost it means like exactly. Because
1: it's polarized, it's almost showing this like genuinely the only good thing to happen in this film, showing it almost from the Nazi perspective
0: is yeah, like, hey, oh, this is bad. Yeah, kind of. It feels like very much the- like it's the only point where you're actually touching the pain and it's treated right. like an alien's doing it. You know
1: exactly it's like the belly of the beast this girl yes. is in and that's where the music's that way where you're like you're afraid for this girl yes and it's to show this very a place that has been depicted very bright so far and sweetly um as being like terrifying it's also the only time we see in the camps inside of them. right so it's like making the camps this like terrifying abstract that this young girl is ex- extremely brave to fucking break into and actually give something
0: like put something positive in there but to be clear it, you also have to say part of the meaning of it has to be that it's refusing to let you understand that yeah the movie is intentionally saying but we're not going to let you get that you know what i mean that's the kind of thing that feels like it would f- it would be right. like a well, breath never... of fresh air for the mo- like for you as a movie watcher to be like oh my god finally somebody's not a complete fucking degenerate right. monster like
1: they they don't even tell you who she is no no but she's depicted because of the polarization her and the apples are both bright everything else is dark so you get the impression that this is goodness in an otherwise dark
0: place right yeah but it, and it ha- but it still has the effect of reinforcing the sort of grim obfuscation of the film like that's the yeah. like that's what's so brilliant about it to me is like that like he managed to make the one good thing that happens in this movie uh also off-putting yeah <laughs> and terrifying. yeah it's, it's amazing that he did that because
1: i think i so i i think it's because those scenes are from her perspective meaning that this world where we're we're not really seeing it from the nazis perspective but i do think the point like again it's beautiful it's sunny the birds are out it's there they love where they are Right. She's like, I love racing my kids here. So it's the one scenes to show from someone who's like, This is a nightmare. This place is a nightmare. And it's shown like a nightmare. Yeah. It and felt, I think yeah. that's the point. Yeah. Um, because it's a scene from the perspective of a character who we don't, who, you know, it's the only scenes from a, the perspective of a character who knows how horrific what's going on is or who understands or, um, you know, feels
0: that I will say that like, I think the average moviegoer will spend more time trying to get their mind around that piece of the film than right. anything else. Well, like it's I, so loud. It's a, yeah. It's the loudest choice. It's the choice that feels like it must mean something, but it defies meaning the most. Yeah. The way it's presented. Um, I
1: think it is just to show like this world from the perspective of someone who's actually like us. Who actually is horrified. I I think... I don't know. But I I think it's that. And I think he also never wanted to really show in the camps. So I think that's part of it. That makes sense, too.
0: Let me ask you this question. Does does showing any act of goodness without this obfuscation diminish the power of the film? Do you think? I don't... Well, I don't think that those scenes were diminished. I know. So imagine they did them in the same style or whatever as... Uh, the rest of this film, right? Imagine they weren't like some alien fucking telescope from the great uh, beyond. Okay,
1: I do think it does. I
0: do too. I yeah, agree with because you because
1: I think what the what the movie really wants us to feel, and I feel it with the music. And there, there's that part where they cut, they show the flowers, and then it fades to red. Right. Um,
0: That's another like what? Yeah, uh, yeah. It's
1: to show because I I think I think what he's trying to say. With the sound design, the the, the flowers, the not just the, flower, the sound design, but focusing on the nature, the birds, the flowers, and the gunshots, is to sort of point out like what they're doing is not natural. Right. This is not natural. This is not like, oh, you know, animals kill each other. No, this is the most unnatural it can get, and it's treated unnaturally, and that's the point. To show this horror that is so unimaginable and so again incredibly unnatural against the nature um and to show that contrast there has to be like sort of like a a very stark contrast being made throughout where it's like this unnatural thing is pushing upon nature i think that that's my interpretation of it at
0: i point. think yeah the word unnatural really chokes me up thinking about that cuz that's a really yeah. good word for what what you take away from it like actually this movie's hit me in waves in the in the days since I've watched it uh like it's upset me in waves yeah um, it's upsetting which deeply. is that's a good thing um yeah yeah um it is really hard to imagine these people doing that um and not caring right. I, I it's hard again I, like yeah. it's
1: it's corrosion of the soul it's 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 the real life equivalent of like dark like just pure darkness that you see in like fantasies you know like like it's I, I don't it's that's how he's depicting it of like this is a dark force yeah that is corroding the souls of of everybody around and boy it sure and feels it's like not, it yeah. yeah and it's not pitying them. They are making the choice to do this. They are the ones selling their souls. Um, and I know it's weird saying that as like in the terms of souls, but that is, that is sort of like.
0: That's the beauty of that language. The it? metaphor of yeah. that,
1: of this thing is like, that's what we're watching. These people go into the abyss, do something that is beyond evil and beyond, and, and it's totally unnatural. And he's trying to show, like, I think the spiritual like
0: scars of this action and the fact that he grounds it actually in in a strange way makes it feel more spiritually bereft than any, than any heightened melodramatic version of this story could do. Right. Um, and I'm and far, I, as I said to somebody who I went with to see this, like Schindler's list is one of the greatest movies ever made. Um, it's a fantastic movie. And, and yet I still think uh, it, I still think we wouldn't respond as powerfully to schindler's list today as to this or at least i guess i wouldn't i get you know what i mean i guess like there's a certain amount of uh there's a certain amount of like you you need a you need the fresh look at it to to remember again uh um, yes. this and movie is I, good I also for think
1: that it has to do with the types of stories right schindler's right. list or like life is beautiful It's the more important story, in my opinion, which is the
0: the victim. Yes, 100. Who
1: have to overcome this unimaginable thing, this horror being happening happening to them, right? Like that is that is the main story, and that's why this is the kind of film that can only happen now because where it's like after we've told a lot of those stories, yeah, correct. Where it's like okay, we've told those stories. Let's talk about the opposite, the people doing these things, and how it just spirals them into this darkness um, that they could never recover from. Uh, And, like, it doesn't forget the victims in doing that, but it's just a way more grotesque story to tell. Mm -hmm. And so it's, like, obviously it's way more upsetting, it's harder to watch, um, but it's framed in a very important way, which is, like, the focus on the indifference, on the numbness, on, like, never, never let yourself go completely numb to this um and that's why i think i think it works it's boy is a a fucking it's an accomplishment it's a real very much
0: so yeah it's very a much real so. like
1: tightrope to walk
0: like and it's um, not it's not just like it's not just like marcel duchamp's urinal right where it's not just a statement about form uh it's also yeah. a statement about form that it, as i think i've been saying is one of the most effective ways to dis- to show the substance that he's yeah. talking about I seen. I read some critiques That thought That any schmaltz Or any Attempt To To um, To Actually bring the drama Of the Holocaust Is sort of belittling The premise Like the New Yorker Kind of eviscerated This movie a bit In a way that, that was like, I mean that I is I can't a frame believe of... that shit um, I thought that I, I found that offensive Because like Let the man tell his story And You can't den- I don't know You can't deny You need to make it palatable For the audience That's gonna see it again you know I mean? and
1: i wish i remember his name the director of funny games um has talked about like any movie about the holocaust um and i un- i kind of understand that because it's like movies are haneke
0: michael haneke. michael haneke
1: michael haneke yeah yeah and funny games if people have not we did we cover funny games it's specifically about it's it's I, it's weird to say it's similar to this because it's structured in a way where a series of violent things are happening and you're waiting for the movie thing to happen right and it never happens, and that's the point. The point is, no, so violence isn't cinematic. It's tragedy, tragedy after tragedy. It's just pummeling you, and that's sort of the same thing here. But like, I, I don't personally agree with it, but I understand that idea. I understand it's the Like, critique. it doesn't really matter how you're doing it; you're still doing it. It's exploitative, no matter in what context. Um, and I don't know. I yeah, like I think there's a lot of debate to be had there and i you know I, I i think that's an interesting thing to constantly think about when watching these movies it's a like, thing that
0: belongs in in the on the level of uh, uh movie critics having an elevated discussion it belongs in that realm but like right. for those of us that need to be reminded of the reality of the holocaust which is all of us um i think it's i think it's okay to step back and say however how, like, this this minor bit of compromise in his artistic frame framing device is worth it if it allows us to have a fresh view of this. Yeah. I think, Infinitely I think worth the, it.
1: I think the movie's more worth exploring with that question. Okay. Is, like, the ones that do, like, hey, there's Nazi zombies. Even Tarantino. Yeah, 100%. With the Glorious
0: Bastards. Yes, 100%. Where you're,
1: like, now it's just becoming, like they're they're just next to it's just werewolves nazis zombies track yeah. you know what i mean where it's like right. what are we doing we're turning them into a halloween costume
0: you know Uh um, yeah, we're, we're turning them into a, a a safe place to pour our movie vice outrage you know what i mean like, but
1: again and that's what this this, this is about which is that. like yeah but it's also about like we we get numb to things to tragedies because we also have to cope so it's like you know there's the it's a very complex conversation ultimately um uh, yeah of like what do we do with it i think it's easier or it's more it, it time time of course matters right where it's like they made movies about nine eleven like five years after it happened and it was like that's weird even if they try to be as respectful as possible still feels weird right um yeah so i, I think mean time is a factor i guess that's but, true I, I don't know like it, but yeah, do, I, it, I agree should that, it be a factor,
0: you know? I agree that five years after uh five years after nine eleven certainly felt like we don't need this. I remember feeling that way. Um Right.
1: Like how will we feel when we're seventy and they make like a Michael Bay esque nine eleven movie where they're like like Titanic. You know the movie Titanic where they're showing the propeller guy.
0: Well here's the thing You know what I mean? And so this like is, what is that This is where what? this is where I think that's an interesting question is like, okay, but the people who are 20 when we're 70 will have no concept or will not have the language to have a concept of September 11th without a Michael Bay version of it because that's the world they're going to grow up in. Right. You know what I mean? I mean and they, it's like, yeah. is that bad? Yeah, it is. It is. It isn't good, but also like isn't the greater good there that they have an emotional experience of 9-11 and remember it to some degree? It's tough because... You know? So
1: yeah, for people listening, we're obviously straying from simply talking about yeah the holocaust but we're getting to but different tragic things like the you could watch titanic and go like oh they turn this into a love story yeah it shouldn't be right but you could argue that yes they're trying to create humanity so people could empathize with it right
0: it's, I mean, um, right. A movie is a particular art form and has particular conventions. And if you don't deliver on those conventions, you didn't do the other thing you're trying to Trojan horse in with that convention, which is make us care about this event, which is exactly. the whole point
1: of the movie. And put know? humanity on it, where it's right. like, take these black and white pictures and make them fully realize people that we care about so that we don't get numb for it. That's an argument. That's an argument for it as well. I think it's a pretty so, powerful
0: argument, you know? Um, yeah. Like I, and I, you know, I think, it's, yeah, I mean, it
1: depends on how the movie's done too. That's You right. know,
0: like this movie to me feels like it transcends that argument altogether in, in that's, what's so great about it.
1: I think it's tackling it. I think it's, yeah. it's addressing it. Um, again, I don't know if that's necessarily absolves it or not. Um, Obviously, I really like it. It's one of my favorite movies of this year, which is weird to say, but it's such a an incredible film um it is i, to watch. I
0: I'm surprised you watched it twice um it, I mean so I know you had to but i i I don't know that I would watch it a second time I'm
1: glad I watched it a second time. It definitely was hard <laughs> right <laughs> it's, it's an upsetting movie it's hard to watch more than once it it helped me i would it helped me i could kind of detach. This time around, because I knew I was going to be talking about it, so I was talking. I was thinking more about how it was made. Yes, um, and the techniques. The first time I watched it, it sort of just washed over me. Um, Did you have an emotional
0: experience when you watched it the first time? Oh yeah. Okay. Interesting.
1: Yeah, I mean, that gut wrenching feeling. You know, that like knot in the stomach. I felt very discomfort.
0: Like uh, I felt a lot of discomfort, and occasionally the pain of it, what was happening, would leak in.
1: Yeah. You and again, know, that's the point. It's like you almost forget and then it yeah. cracks you. Um, and they do that, I think, specifically in the sound design where it's like you start to drone it out the same way they are and then they hone in on the sounds again and they never let you forget what you're hearing um, for yeah. that reason.
0: There's also a great little scene. Like, There's so many like little moments that are all sort of in service of underlining the premise so like that's one thing i really appreciate about this is that not only did he stick to his premise really hard he pushed on his like he underlined the premise really hard with all the beats that he chose yeah because remember this is an adapted story so like this guy's tearing out lots of huge sections of this novel to do this version of it yeah, you know what I mean. Which is very different, is my understanding. But one oh, cool, yeah. one cool one is, and it happens early. Is you know, you're kind. Of, the sound design is not loudly present. It's still very background. You know, it's only because you're sort of sitting with the movie for a while that you start to really pay attention to the background sounds. And right. one scene that helps you do that is in one particular place where there's a lot more gunfire. Uh, this guy and his horse, and his son and his horse. Are like wandering around, and over the sounds of gunfire and screaming, there's a very faint bird call, and they're like, Ah, blue heron! (laughs) Like, they can hear this
1: bird. And you're like, Yeah, he says, he says, You hear that? You hear that? You hear that? Exactly. And he's not referring to the gunshots, yeah.
0: Right, and it's because they have drowned it out. They don't even, yeah. yeah. They drowned it out. That's right. Uh, It was pretty wild. Uh, This director also directed. Radiohead's street spirit music video if you remember that which is amazing if you haven't seen that he won an mtv award for that
1: yeah this director man i i i talked about this movie on hypecast a while back because i was like i heard the premise and i heard who i realized who it was and i was like that can be nothing but brutal like under the skin under the sexy piece. jesus fucking christ yeah Yeah.
0: under the skin is insane under the skin is actually one of the scariest movies i've ever watched i would argue yeah um,
1: and that means some. it's it's very specifically sort of, um, you know, there's a lot of symbolism and stuff where it comes to um, Scarlett Johansson and how she thought about her career and stuff. I know there's a lot of like behind the scenes stuff there that I don't quite sure. remember because I haven't watched it in a bit, but it yeah, was, that it movie was, was, was a
0: bold movie for her to do. Is all I can say off the top of oh, the yeah. dome.
1: And he also shot it similar to this where he created these very real moments. So it's definitely a technique that he loves.
0: Um, yeah. I mean, so like, I feel like most, f- most filmmakers and frankly, most entertainers are like deeply contrarian in some ways, mm. you know, like that's sort of, I think part of what makes us want to do this. <laughs> it's like, right. you know, that we want to, we want to push back on the way society is. Um, I, I've rarely seen somebody harness it as effectively as he did here. Yeah. You know, cause again, he's, you know, this is, a, this is a bold movie like this is this was not a home run of a way to do a movie i'll tell you that right now like you, it could have been terrible um oh, or yeah. f- offensive it could have been either of those things i mean um, this
1: is so far i mean it's limited release but i mean it's it, i don't think it's gonna make its money back and mm-hmm. it was made for about 15 million absolutely you know not. like yeah yeah
0: absolutely not there's no way it's gonna make its movie ba- it's money back it's it's too it's
1: not made unpleasant for that, yeah no that's yeah
0: No, i mean you know we let david lynch make movies and it's like we should because what he's doing is interesting and advances the art form that's the exact argument here even it's part of the argument here i would say
1: this is a movie that they might show to students
0: yeah they should i mean yeah yeah they should it's like and i would say like i mean again i think the holocaust piece of it is why everyone should watch it because it's important to It's important to go back and remember that event. It's a sobering event that, aside from the pain that people still live with from it, is important for us as as we develop our picture of what is human nature. That is that is a piece of history that we got to keep present tense to remember what human nature is. You know, like that's a part of it. But aside from that, as a storytelling exercise, as a this is how you use film for meaning. It belongs in the conversation with like, you know, I'm thinking of movies, I shouldn't say, but like, you know, all the early films that developed what a feature film is or, you know, the Godfather or it belongs in that conversation or Citizen Kane where it's really pushing the medium forward. Yes. You know, because it is doing that. It really is. Yeah.
1: Um, Yeah. Just watching and going like, yeah, I guess this is how you can make a movie like this Um, and it can be extremely effective um and yeah it's uh know, this is an incredible film
0: it's it's yeah it's, it's bleak but i can't pro- so like bleak makes you think you're going to have a sad emotion and some of i there are, i guess a lot of people will have that I, you know like but i think a lot more people are going to have the emotion of being frustrated with the movie for not being a movie
1: yeah, it depends on the people. You know, like like I said, my audience fucking cheered for the Nicole Kidman ad. So they, they were like yeah, let's watch a movie. Here we go, right baby. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I was right. like, Oh, you're not gonna get a movie. This
0: this will be bad for you. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah.
1: it does it did it kept my interest both times because there's so much detail in it. Um I see you watching I, these people and it's sort of like there's this frustrated feeling the whole time when you're think watching that's, these people.
0: I don't think that's gonna be true for most movie watchers. I, I think, don't
1: think so either. Most but of yeah, them are yeah, like, as what am I
0: watching? What has happened? Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: Yes. I think most people are gonna be like, I just feel sad and bored. Yes. Sad um, and bored. Correct. Yeah. And that's and that's a shame. But also again, it's not you know, it's not for.
0: Uh, but it's an invitation, right? It's like you know, you don't go to a meditation retreat and expect it to be comfortable for the first couple hours, or maybe even first day. Like it's you know, you really got to get. It's it takes work to get to a place where you can enjoy something that requires that level of concentration.
1: I will say it has a very high audience score on Rotten Tomatoes, which surprises me.
0: But I think it's because I don't think people are. I don't think people are willing to disparage the film. Well, I I don't think, I think it's that, and I think most
1: people are going to see it, kind of (laughs) know. Like, I I don't think this movie is advertising itself as a fun movie, right? Like, you're going to see it, and you know what, you kind of know, like, all right, this is going to be fucking hard. Nobody thinks Um, its
0: life is beautiful. Like, I mean, they've done a nice job of being clear. It's a, it's difficult. It's a difficult film. Yeah. Um, But there is a lot,
1: I'm looking at, and there's a lot of reviews of people who are like, this is, I was bored
0: yeah um it is boring it's deeply yeah. boring on purpose you know like um that's right that's the thing is like you know again a movie has a contract with the audience and that audience and it, that contract is i will make you care caring yeah. is more important than whatever else emo- whatever emotion you get at yeah, least it you care the
1: movie right like um if this was a movie about talking dinosaurs and it was boring you're like well you failed right like this movie being boring is part of it's
0: like it's succeeding it's one of the only movies where that is true there are so few movies that can claim that it's weird because i i'm not i wasn't bored yeah, but my but Dave, you like every movie. Like you, like you like being watching a movie in itself is a joyful thing for you. All no, the I time. mean
1: I understand how people would find this movie boring. Don't get me wrong. I'm yeah. just saying that like I was, I'm surprised that watching it twice, I was sort of at the edge of my seat with this movie. I think it bears, it's so fascinating to um,
0: watch. Forgive me for being so rude. I totally just interrupted. Uh, so and I've been no. doing that. Forgive me. Uh, You're fine. I think this. I think this movie, if you're, if you engage with it intellectually after the fact, probably is super rewatchable. Actually, I don't know that I want to, but I can imagine myself in a year being like, I kind of want to see what I missed the first time, and like yeah. and contemplate it afresh, you know, um, because it deserves it, you know, like, even, it'll never be my favorite movie. It'll never be in my top twenty favorite movies, you know, but it'll be it, but. As a filmmaker, I, you know, it it's haunting really, you know, this yeah. guy, as I said to somebody who I was talking to about it, it was like, this guy went and from frame one did every single thing they tell you not to do in film school. Like I can list them all for you. Oh yeah. It's like no close, like no close-ups, no frontal shots into the eyes of the characters, no stories, no, their hero doesn't want anything on and on. One of the first
1: things I was told in film school is like one of the clearest signs that a movie is amateur is if the camera never moves, (laughs) if it's always on sticks, (laughs) but this is done in such a, such a, it's the editing like elevates that fact that like, I remember I, it took me like a half hour to suddenly go like, wait,
0: have we the moved? camera's not moving. Yeah. Have we moved yeah. the camera? Yeah. We
1: haven't. And it moves it moves a couple times. Um when she's walking, um oh, very uh, little like bit. Yeah. Yes, but, some
0: zooms and stuff.
1: Yes, but for the most part, it's it's almost always again, he planted the cameras in like it's like hidden cameras almost. Like they are just like in the in their houses. So like once you like I you you pick that up pretty quickly when you're watching because I was like, I think I think this is all just being shot. Like I'm pretty sure they're just doing scenes and like improvising and that sure enough is what they
0: were doing. I would argue they, so like a few, like as you're doing it experiences that I had that I think are kind of interesting from a film telling, like a storytelling perspective. I don't think the edits are that good on purpose. And what I mean by that is not that they're bad jarring. They're jarring because we're cutting from one wide to another wide where you're not, you're not immediately sure of where you are in relationship to where you were.
1: Yes. Sometimes also the sound drops out in weird places. Yes. The beginning, the beginning is like two minutes of darkness over music, which felt very 2001. Yeah, it did. um, Which I, I, so I don't, it's hard because I don't know if he's specifically invoking 2001, but he must've thought about it. But again, there's this sort of cosmic horror to the film that I think he's trying to kind of creep into our heads with a lot of the f- sound design and filmmaking
0: i think that's also um, like a, i think that's literally a tool a psychological tool for the director to get the audience into the headspace of the film yeah like in that you're watching the, seri- the the screen of black and the f- and everyone ha- is having this experience i fucking guarantee it you think oh did the projector not work yeah there's like a are second. we not seeing it the uh, music
1: stops and you just hear nature
0: and you're like oh um, this, is this a mistake like that's an but, yeah, that's intentional, you know?
1: It's intentional. It's also get making us, it's basically saying, listen.
0: Yes, listen. Like, Correct.
1: you have to listen. And so, like, for that reason, if you're watching this movie, uh, like, assume, uh, if this comes out on streaming or something, don't watch it, like, in a loud room. <laughs> watch it quietly you, you, it's, it's meant to be watched quietly because the, l- hearing it is very important you're not gonna uh, be able to
0: plug this movie in like and do other stuff and have the experience like exactly like, like that's i this is a rare movie where i'm like it's a theater experience not because of the picture or sound or any of that but because you need the dedicated time and this and the feeling of being committed to watching it you need to be locked the in experience. a black box yeah kind of yeah kind of you know like um it is a true theater movie in that way in a way that honestly none of the other movies but maybe oppenheimer this year are right you know this is the most theater movie experience out of all of them i would yeah argue. it's
1: this idea of like listen this is going to be hard so you need to focus you need to listen you need to watch you need to have no distractions around you um and and
0: yeah, it, it works really well for that. There were times I was literally smiling at the way at like how cruel the film kind of is. <laughs> like one example is to the audience. In yeah, a way. cruel to the audience. Yeah. Exactly. So like one example is after this guy Haas, who you j- you just like you don't respect him, you hate him, you like you're also bored by him. Like there like there's so many ways that he's unlikable, and uh, he he. He gets transferred to this meet like to this place where now he's the commandant, director, or whatever the fuck of this other right, you know, uh, horror show. Okay, so then like he's writing he's writing letters to his wife, who it seems like kind of just doesn't like him. Honestly, like that's kind of how it feels. Is like she's like I don't really care. I Feel you. like
1: either of them they yeah, don't really care about each, care other each other much.
0: You know, like they're sort of again uh, like
1: she likes she's like she yeah, likes you the you life don't, you. Yeah, you fuck
0: off. Go yeah. fuck off. Go get Correct. transferred. We're gonna stay here. It's very telling. Anyway, so like you get, so he's telling, like he's writing letters and stuff, and then you're like, okay, well he, at least at le- you keep getting tricked into thinking, well we're gonna see what happens at the new job, right? And all you see of the new job is a shot of him walking down this walkway to the building, and then it cuts to another reverse shot of him walking away from you to the building, and then we change subject
1: right he has a meeting he does have a meeting yeah, but
0: but that's but there's like this one moment where you're set up to think oh we're gonna get a like a mildly interesting plot point nope he doesn't give it to you. He just shows him walking <laughs> to me it reminds me i think
1: what the way it's designed is like this is this is a weird comparison but like when you watch like um like a superhero movie right again crass comparison like say ant <laughs> like well, that
0: no one?
1: like like and so you look at Thanos and you go like, yeah. does he ever just like take a dump or does he just like right. relax in bed? Right. That's what they're showing. Right. They're Only showing that. all the anti-scenes, the, the, right. the scenes where it's like the uneventful moments of these people doing extremely eventful and evil things. Um, and that's, again, the point. The point is that question, how can you live with yourself? And they're like, well, let's show you how they can live with themselves. This is how they're doing it. And it's disturbingly... Mundane,
0: I kept thinking like, about like um some study I read that was like the percentage of people that would murder somebody else uh if they knew they would get away with it is like stunningly high, right you know what I mean, like it's not like ten yeah. percent it's like a, it's like sixty percent or some crazy number right, where you're like, what uh and this movie really brings that out like bring, yeah like, it's you know this is what I wouldn't happens.
1: call it right, it's not cynical because. I mean, it's not overly cynical because it's like, this shit happened. You know, this isn't making this up. Yes. It's real. Um, But it is like, again, it's it's that thing that, yeah, so many movies show evil people be evil, act evil over the top. And they're like, it's like, no, this is what evil looks like. Yes, it's much more
0: human. Correct.
1: And that's the point. The point is to show you like, evil doesn't look like the way you think it is. And you need to know that so you can know if you're in the presence of it. You need to be able to understand that, like, it's not obvious. Um, It looks like everybody else. He stops and pets a dog and he's like, what's the breed of the dog? You know? Um, Yeah. It's, it's. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of the entire point of this is, yeah.
0: And and I, I appreciate any movie that makes me consider more deeply what human nature is. Yeah. Like like I, you know, I, I think that is honestly my, my fun movie fundamental. What should a movie fundamentally be about? That's it. Um, yeah. And, uh, this did that pretty much more than any other film this year. Yes. I would argue. Yeah. Um, yeah, pretty much. This
1: is incredible.
0: Yeah. I, although quick argument for poor things, poor things, another film that did that pretty effectively i would argue
1: i need to see that that's still you gotta i I mean it's hard man
0: i know i know we were
1: gonna we were originally gonna cover iss this weekend um and i still need to see that i need to see that uh, there's a lot i need to see fucking night swim or whatever although the critics don't seem to indicate that i need to see it but i'm i'm just but you but you know in your heart
0: you haven't been you haven't daved until you've watched it
1: i can see that on streaming but yeah are we (laughs) Do you feel like there's anything else you want to say? Because I have one thing to say at the end of this, if we're at the end.
0: Um, I don't think I have anything new to say. I, I just don't... I mean... Yeah. I No. No, I don't have anything new to say. I, 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 I hesitate to leave this story behind a bit. Like, I kind of don't want to end the episode because I'm like... It's such, a, it's such a powerful, important film that I didn't right. enjoy that I don't want to leave it behind. Um, I know. If, yeah. if
1: you're i don't know there's either people out there who are like who are just like yes i'm gonna see this movie and they're probably not listening to this uh, most likely um right there are people who are like i wasn't gonna see this movie um and now i'm gonna listen to hear someone talk about it because that's way easier than seeing the movie and i understand that it's a hard movie um it's very emotional like i said it kind of depends on oh, what
0: it is not very emotional it, it no i mean it like is... it's
1: emotional to watch meaning that like depending on what upsets you you know what i mean like the the sound design is is upsetting there are upsetting things you hear that's true yeah yeah, yeah. you never see anything upsetting um and i'm just talking about like what a person's limits are what they can personally deal with i think it's important to watch this film um, I don't think everybody has to watch this film, but I think that, you know, it's an important film. It's also important from a filmmaking perspective, but it's also important of just portraying these events. Um, if it's hard for people and they still want to watch it, I'll give you one behind the scenes fact, okay, which is that the Nazi dog in this is Sandra H- Huller's dog. Oh, her actual dog. So just no watching it that the dog's in it a lot. It follows people around. Yeah, the dog is Just in it know, a lot. Yeah. yeah, that the whole time there's a little dog running around going like, ah, mommy's doing something. I don't know what, but I'm having fun. That dog is having a great time the dog doesn't know the dog. it's just hanging out with kids and people that kind of adds to it
0: though <laughs> like, that yeah that's to, sort like, of the... the
1: point of the dog yeah yeah but yeah just know that the dog is with its is with its mommy it loves its mommy <laughs> she's there it's following her around It's very big and important um there's food probably being dropped on the ground the dog's having a great a great time making this movie i don't know if that helps
0: yeah i don't know if it helps either yeah. Uh, cause like I remember distinctly feeling when I was watching the film, like, God, uh, that dog just adds so much, like it makes it so much oh, worse. Oh yeah, the fact
1: that the dogs have a great time. just makes it so much worse. worse. Yeah. But to know that the dog is actually, it's not a trained dog, it's not under pressure. They literally just threw her dog in there and her dog, I assume is not trained. It's just running around having, being a dog, you know? I really,
0: Yeah. I, Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I know that I've, my stuff's all been mostly filmmaking stuff, uh, and I know that's maybe not what people will connect to the most, and shouldn't connect to the most when they watch the film.
1: I don't know. People uh, are listening to hear us, and yeah, we're yeah, not yeah. experts in the Holocaust. We no. have a very specific perspective yeah. where it's like, there's there's probably other way more important people to listen to talk Definitely. about this
0: movie. Definitely. Um, But well, I will this say... This is what you got. I will say, like it inspires me to trust in like, it inspires me as a director to see this guy trust himself with something this dangerous and explosive and go this hard at it. You know what I mean? Like I, like I really love, I love the, I love how much he believed in his own idea of it and how clear of an idea he seemed to have doing it. Yeah. Um, with what seems like not a lot of control ultimately, you know, like, right. like, uh, you know, when you don't have a crew and you're like letting loose dogs run around and stuff, it's like, uh, you know, like that, the potential for things to be, um, you know, not pitch perfect is higher. Yeah. You know? Oh
1: yeah. He's not, he's not being like David Fincher or Kubrick where he's like, everything has to look exactly like this. Obviously there are lines that he needs them to say. Right. Um, and I'm sure there's moments that are crafted but he allowed the the actors to sort of breathe in this in this environment. Um, I'm sure they didn't want to improv that much, to be honest. I'm sure they're like, I don't want to live in this character. I think if um, you're gonna,
0: but I honestly, I think if you're gonna do a Nazi thing, right, and you're gonna play a Nazi, I think being asked to improv is actually an important way of really doing it, and not like I think you to to perform Nazi and do anything schmaltzy with it is worse. Than not doing it, um, and or worse than um, like you, like it trivializes it. You know what I mean. So like I do think that for these actors, improving is is a much more like it's more of a an act of service to the story. In, a, yeah. in an important oh, for sure. way, you know, Absolutely. and I don't, I don't yeah. think they would. I feel like every actor probably would feel that as they were doing it you know it wouldn't feel good i'm not saying that's a good feeling i'm just saying that i think the appeal of act- well the appeal of acting is to find truth even if it's truth you don't ha- don't yeah. like
1: i also think you like know? there's a script here so i'm i'm guessing they're still doing all the same things it's just those little moments you know what i mean i don't um, know
0: if there's much i, I mean like again well, i don't know i mean I, i'm sure there's a script you're right it doesn't feel very scripted to me well the um,
1: conversations are definitely scripted, right? Like when she's talking a few to her for sure um, when she's talking to her mom, stuff like that. And like just reading the behind the scenes, it's clear that they had a script, and the actors got to read a script.: and Sure sure. Yeah, so no I doubt. assume it's more about like, you know, I don't want to guess of how it was made, but I assume they had communication with the people there, right? And he was probably watching it and probably giving them direction and they were just doing the scenes as best they could. But I assume things like the background action and stuff, I'm sure they weren't like, okay, everybody back to one, you know? Like, I assume it was like if there's an outdoor party scene, they're just letting everybody do their thing and they'll just get keep what doing they get. Yeah. takes, yeah.
0: Well, I also think, like, again, the Maison scene seems to be pretty, uh, sl- like, messy in a, in a way that, like, they're cutting from they're cutting like ninety degrees around a circle often, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. So like, continuity is less of a problem probably. Yeah, probably. Um, so you know, I, I I think this guy sort of built a shoot that gave him a lot more freedom. Um, he also yeah. was the director of Virtual Insanity, Jemaricoi's Virtual Insanity. Oh and yeah, Radiohead's Karma Police music video. Yeah, those are both pretty great.
1: Yeah, he's a very good director. He's really good. Yeah, he's very, he's good. one of my favorite directors. Um. He has been slowly. I think I agree with pushing you. into yeah, where I'm like, this is one of the best directors working right now.
0: Yeah, just for Jamiroquai alone. That's just a good. View. That's a, look. We can joke all we want. That video rules.
1: It does rule. That the re- video rules it's so good. We should have done a podcast just about that video, <laughs>
0: Dave. I'm that around. would have been way right more now? fun. <laughs> what are you doing right now, Dave? Should we watch, I'll it? watch it? Should we watch it? Let's real do quick? a whole podcast. So let's do it. Uh, like oh, with all the conveyor belts and in the hat, we could do 20 minutes it on the hat. Easy. conveyor
1: belts, they move the room. Well, right Adam, right, but the, they the, move the room the, room's around. on like a
0: giant conveyor belt, Dave.
1: I know. I so what I for my understanding what they did okay, is they go. attached the camera to the room. The room is on wheels and they're just moving the room around a warehouse.
0: Oh, I didn't yeah, know so that. the
1: room's moving, nothing oh, else is moving. Oh,
0: that makes sense actually. Yeah uh who cast, who
1: cast the hat I assume jamiroiroquois the hat is the hat.
0: the hat is the thing you'll always remember f- from them right yes, okay, of course, yeah, of course, i mean all right, all right we got to the bottom of that yeah the, all right we so, successfully so This was really more of a five minute podcast yeah i'm it. not
1: gonna i'm not gonna put we just watched the zone of interest slash jamiroquois <laughs> no, I'm not gonna do that why not but I am why glad not? we had some fucking L- like, like lively live? conversation because yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, right. jesus fucking christ yeah, this movie yeah,
0: yeah. i agree I, I, I don't i don't regret realizing that jamiro Coy's virtual insanity needed five minutes of our time either Jay, Dave. yeah i'll never regret. oh that. no
1: yeah i don't regret but i am sorry um or not sorry i don't know i don't know how to feel
0: <laughs> well <laughs> <laughs> this movie is like, i regret i regret a lot uh i regret a lot yeah i also like i guess it's just sort of obligatory to say like if anybody feel not obligatory in a bad way obligatory in a good way if anybody here feels like i don't you know i don't want to have to i I can't handle the emotions of that uh or that in some way we were flippant you know please don't feel obligated to watch it and i'm sorry no
1: i'm sorry but also it's the point of the fucking movie yeah it's the it's the ending it's the it's the it's the people cleaning the Holocaust Museum, where it's cool. this, like, as a society, we know these things, and we've grieved for them, and we've been, I've known about the Holocaust since second grade. I remember reading about it and being told about it, right. being horrified right. by it, right? and I continue to be horrified by it, but it's about that numbness and how we cope with these things right. for better or for worse. you right. know. So, That's
0: what I appreciate about it. That's what makes me think it's such a great contemporary film about it yeah is you know like you have to know where your audience really is and i feel like he does know that he does Um, yeah although there's yeah there's just some things like you can never dilute the power of those shoes man no you can't you you know like you just can't it's like yeah or the the gas chamber itself like how insane it looks yeah it's just um yeah
1: and there's all these conversations like i've been to the holocaust museum there's a gift shop and it's like that feels weird right um but again it's like it's uh, there was i know there was questions about auschwitz the camp when there was a point where auschwitz was falling apart and they are like we have to do we have to like f- maintenance we have to fix up auschwitz uh, like because it is a it's also a, a museum you go there you see the place so there's this weird question of like do we how, do we put money towards refurbishing auschwitz that doesn't seem right right like, there's this it's such a it's it's complicated there's so many angles and sure. it's so complicated and it's so fucked um to think about these things but to
0: me yeah well whatever nobody cares what i think about that other than to say like (laughs) uh, if there's any one thing that we should never forget it's this is it right like like i think almost any amount of effort to keep it present in our minds is worth it
1: that's also kind of the core of this movie it's just never forget um because that's uh, i think the reason why this has to go across time this movie you know why they have to show the holocaust the Auschwitz museum because this is bigger than one moment you know um yeah it's weird i'm sorry in a lot of ways it has some structure to 2001 a space odyssey which is weird to me just the beginning and that that ending and like going through time and space through a tunnel um I, it's just interesting to me that I think a little of this has that DNA. Well, I also
0: think two thousand one is a movie about the how latent human violence is. You yes. know what I mean? Like, and I think so. In that way, it's sort of they feel connected too, where like the violence in this film is very much being squished down. You know? Um, yeah,
1: it's a weird it's a weird movie to connect, but I I I feel like the director had that in his head a little bit. I don't know.
0: Uh, yeah anytime anybody makes a film with like unusual editing conventions and stuff you know you gotta feel like they probably right. they probably took a quick spin on 2001 because that film feels like the the granddaddy of all right narrative experimentation in some ways right like yeah not the only one or the first but the most important anyway yeah we did Movies. it right we did oh it.
1: god we did it oh my god um yeah we can we can we can end this okay. adam thank you so much hey for doing my pleasure this. yeah yeah this pleasure. is quite a fucking conversation
0: um, yeah we had a good time though you know i mean as best we, we could. did you know
1: yeah um you want to plug some more stuff you want to plug yeah. the same stuff
0: <laughs> yes i do dave whatever you want to uh plug. dave and i have never made a podcast uh never anywhere on this network so don't look at don't look for you'll it. never
1: find a podcast we'll never not, do it again either one.
0: dave i'll we'll never do it again we, we didn't do this one. No, exactly. Right. So, yeah. Um, thank you, Dave. That's right. So, uh, also, if you enjoy uh, talking about video games, uh, I have a podcast about that just for you called One Upsmanship with my buddy Michael Swame. It's over on the Small Beans Patreon. We like it a lot. Uh, so, you know, maybe you will, too. Uh, I do. Yeah, I have, like, five different podcasts on there, and I love them all. Um, so, if you're not familiar with Small Beans, and you're like what is that go check it out you'll see some stuff a lot of it's movie based uh some of it's just about me and maggie being friends and that's the good stuff too uh what else dave i don't know i mean you know i don't know dave that's it oh yeah, yeah i'm reading your screenplay it. dave i, I, oh, want, I thank want everyone you. to know that i'm reading it
1: it's a little dated but i hope you like it oh, i need to do uh, I, like I need it, to do dave. another draft
0: i like it dave thank i like you. i like it a bit we're gonna talk again about it all right
1: good okay good, Great. good Right. Um, I'll, I'll I'll plug the Patreon over here. Uh, Gamefully Unemployed has a Patreon. Patreon.com slash Gamefully Unemployed. G-A-M-E-F-U-L-L-Y. Um, Unemployed. There's exclusive podcasts on there. There's We do movie nights. You can join our Discord community. There's a whole thing. So check that out. Why don't you? You can also go to GamefullyUnemployed.com to see our merch store. And um, Jamiroquai. Watch the Jamiroquai <laughs> music video. It's a nice palette um, cleanser. It
0: is. It's, you know, I
1: assume it's available on YouTube. I just
0: looked at it. Ch- I, I, okay. I, I didn't watch the whole thing, but there's a 4K version of it on Vivo right now.
1: No shit.
0: Yeah, yeah. It looks fucking great, Dave.
1: I'm reading here that Jamiroquai is the name of the band.
0: Yeah, did you not know that?
1: No, that doesn't... I thought that it's just some dude with a hat named Jamiroquai.
0: No, it's a band. There's a whole band. I mean, the dude with a hat is the avatar of that he band.
1: is you know he shouted to that band i am jamiroquai
0: <laughs> certainly before the end he did there's no question yeah he so has, are they not
1: together anymore he
0: has the uh, i mean i don't think they would be but he has the audacity to call his genre acid jazz wow acid
1: jazz dave so uh you'll happy to know jamiroquai is still together oh they're working i am on, happy yeah they're working on a new album right now
0: oh great it, the vocalist we're thinking of is named JK. Hmm. Yeah, JK. All right. Well,
1: we learned something today.